Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this evening, and I thank you for coming out tonight on a cold winter day. I was reminded of how God still speaks to us as we see the snow. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. talks about that in Psalms. And I want to have you turn to the Word of God and the book of Matthew, if you would. I hope you're ready to look through the Word of God tonight. We have a lot of places to look in Scripture. And we'll look at one verse here as we start off this evening. And then we'll find ourselves in another book in the New Testament. And we'll look to a lot of um, chapters there. So I hope you're ready to turn the pages, have your Bible with you. If you don't have a Bible, you're welcome to use the one in front of you there, the gray-colored Bible there in the pew. And hope you're ready to do that. But Matthew 5, there's one verse uh, this evening I want to read to you. Matthew 5 and it's verse 48. It's the last verse of this chapter. Matthew 5, verse 48. We'll read this verse and we'll have a word of prayer and trust that the Lord will speak to us this evening. Matthew 5, 48 says this, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you'll use this message tonight, Lord, to help us and continue as we look, Lord, just in a way of being coming more like you. Thank you for the example that you set for us here on this earth. And Lord, how great a God you are. Lord, thank you that no matter what the circumstances, no matter where we find ourselves in this life, you are in control. And Lord, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Lord, help us to be still and know that you are God. I pray that you will use this time tonight, gather together as believers. I pray that you will help us to be encouraged and challenged so that we might take some things from even the passages of scriptures that we'll look to this evening that can help us throughout the week. We need to be refueled, revived, and Lord, I pray that you'll use this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew 5, 48, it says, Be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. The word perfect means complete, means grown up, means mature, means an adult. We looked at that in a little bit this morning in our way of maturity. Tonight I want to look at stepping toward maturity. Stepping toward maturity. If my voice were to squeak, which it might, there's been times that it has, you would think, man, you sound like a young person when that happens. If I were to have you close your eyes, which I hope you won't do that, but uh, if I were to have you close your eyes and I were to put on a uh, a young man's voice, or to try to speak like a boy, uh, there would be a different tone to my voice. And you might even, if your eyes were closed, you might have to guess, who is that? And might even have to think about uh, what, what is going on or what's taking place. You know, we expect more strength in a voice that's more mature. We expect more strength in an in a adult than we do a kid. You find that out as soon as you try to uh, do some things, you know, as maybe work or maybe some task. Uh, this last Monday, we had 40,000 scriptures come in, and it was when the snow was coming down, and uh, here the trailer pulled in, and 
the delivery took place, and my, my oldest son, uh, Ty, was at a basketball practice, and so I was able to use clay to help me with 40,000 pieces of scripture, and uh, the, the girls as well, and unloaded and loaded uh, 20 something thousand uh, scriptures and then 40,000 um, on our property now. But as we loaded those boxes, I would throw the boxes to him, and every time he'd catch it, he'd go, oh! and, and we'd catch it right in, right in his chest. And, oh! Oh! and it wasn't because he was cold, although it was cold, and we were out in the snow, the snow coming down. But it's, and he did a great job catching them, and so many boxes, one after another, one after another. Oh! Oh! And, and he didn't drop a one. And I was thankful for that, this is a scripture, and it would have been wet and in the snow. And after we were done, I told him, I said, man, you are quite the young man today. I mean, he worked like a young man. Why? Because as a, as a child, we kind of expect certain things as an adult, the strength there. But there's differences of strength. There's differences of maturity that we expect from a man and from a boy. And there's differences to, between two kinds of believers that we see, just as we saw this morning. There's a difference between the carnal and the spiritual. There's a difference between the mature and the immature. And they go hand in hand. You know, all of us are in need of maturing constantly. We're not complete. Our Heavenly Father tells us we can, we can strive for this, and we should be taking steps toward this. Be ye therefore perfect, as your Heavenly Father which is in heaven is perfect. If uh, any of us were to say that we are mature, watch out for that person. Because the Bible says, Let another man praise thee, and not thine own lips. A stranger or excuse me, not their own mouth, a stranger and not their own lips. A mature person actually sees and looks for immature areas in their life so that they can remove them and keep on stepping toward maturity, taking another step up. If, if you and I are still stepping toward maturity, you can be immature at a young age. You can be immature at a young age. You can be immature at an old age. You can be mature at an old age. It doesn't matter the age, it matters the attitude, the action. That's what the matter is. The Bible says in Isaiah 26, 3, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Our mind must be stayed on the word of God. We must be in his word. Psalm 101, 2 says, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. You know, it starts with a look at, at ourself, behaving ourselves, walking within our own house. The Word of God. The Word of God is not just to stop with letting it, the Word of God uh, be read, but the Word of God being in me, being in you. That's a, there's a difference. You know, the Word of God is so practical. It's so applicable to today. It really is. In Psalm 119, thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. One of the very practical books of the Bible is the book of Ephesians. Would you turn there with me, please? The book of Ephesians. This is where we'll find ourselves. I want to, I want to give you some things. Are you willing to take a walk? We're not going to go walking outside. I'm just thankful for that right now. It's uh, probably still, yes, it's still raining. And um, so we're inside. We're in the warmth. We're thankful for that. And uh, we're going to walk kind of like the kid's song uh, goes, walk, walk, walk the Bible way, read your Bible daily, don't forget to pray, and uh, we're going we're gonna to take a walk, maybe even a sprint, and uh, we're going to look through the book of Ephesians here, and I uh, want you to notice some things that are practical for today. 
Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, look at verse 3. Some practical truths for us today, showing the practicality of of what can be applied to our lives and taking the steps of of maturity and stepping toward maturity. Some practical things that are given to us in chapter 1. In verse 3 it says that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Do you see it? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Notice verse 7. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Chapter 2. We're just looking at a couple, just a few. In each chapter here, some practical things that apply to us today, apply to our lives. This is what it's to look like. Maturing and taking these things into our life. Ephesians 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us. Notice verse 8. Notice verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and then not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Notice verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Chapter 3, verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Ephesians 4. Verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is above all and through all, and in you all. Chapter 5, verse 1. Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling favor. Excuse me, savor. Verse 8. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Verse 18, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. To the Lord. Verse 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Chapter 6, verse 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 4, fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Verse 5, servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your hearts as unto Christ. Verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 18, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, 
and watching therefore, or thereunto, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Did you notice a common theme? These are things that we have that have come to us by Christ. These are things that we can have lived out in our life as a true Christian. These are steps we are to be taking here on this earth. This is what we are to be. Did you notice words like walk in love and walk as children of light and walk in truth and walk circumspectly and prove what is acceptable to the Lord and the way we speak and the way we sing and the way we submit and how we're to be filled with the Spirit and how we're to redeem the time and how we're to put on the whole armor of God and how we're to be strong in the Lord and how we're to be obedient as, as children but then as, as servants to the masters and then praying for all saints. These are things we're to be. Stepping toward maturity. And a little more than just halfway through the book, you find chapter 4. Would you turn there back with me, please? Ephesians chapter 4. We'll be here for the remainder of this evening. Ephesians chapter 4, a few verses here. Stepping toward maturity. In verse 11 it says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Number one this evening, if you're stepping toward maturity, who are you learning from? Who are you learning from? Verse 13, it says this, would you notice please, it says, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of who? The Son of God. Unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The knowledge of who? Son of God. The fullness of who? Christ. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, is perfect, complete, full, mature. How's it going to happen? How's it going to take place? Well, who are we learning from? It must be Christ. It has to be Christ. It must start with Christ. Number one, it's got to be Christ. And we must start with Christ. Thomas Chisholm was converted to Christianity at the age of 26. Soon after, he was made a business manager and officer, uh, excuse me, office editor of the Herald, or the Louisville newspaper in Kentucky. As editor, he realized he could also use his talents to write songs for the Lord. And he began, notice this please, he began writing with this emphasis. He said, I want to incorporate as much as Scripture as possible to avoid flippant or sentimental themes. One of the songs that became the most popular was this song. Here it is. Oh, to be like thee, blessed Redeemer. This is my constant longing and prayer. Gladly I'll forfeit all of earth's treasures, Jesus, thy perfect likeness to wear. Oh, to be like thee, full of compassion, loving, forgiving, tender and kind, helping the helpless, cheering the fainting, seeking the wandering sinner to find. Oh, to be like thee, lowly in spirit, holy and harmless, patient and brave, meekly enduring cruel reproaches, willing to suffer others to save. Oh, to be like thee, while I am pleading, pour out thy spirit, fill with thy love, Make me a temple, meet for thy dwelling, 
Fit me for life and heaven above. Oh, to be like thee, oh, to be like thee, blessed Redeemer, pure as thou art. Come in thy sweetness, come in thy fullness. Notice, please, stamp thine own image deep in my heart. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Verse 13 is the measure that we're to measure up by. The measuring tool is not someone else. It's not anyone else. It is truly only the character of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says, Dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. It's the character qualities of God that are to be in our life. What are they? We must find them in the Word of God. They're exhaustive. We wouldn't just be here all night. We, we wouldn't just be here all week. We wouldn't just be here all month. We wouldn't be just here all year. We'd be here for all eternity, for the character qualities of God. So how can I even try? We need to. The best thing, be ye therefore perfect, because the, the Lord and, and the, even the Word of God tells us this is something we can do. This is attainable. This is, this is something that, yes, are we going to reach and meet all the characters of, of God? No, but we are to go in His likeness because He is perfect, because He's complete, because He's full, because He's mature, because He's known for that completeness and that fullness of Christ. We can go after this. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning, and a man of understanding shall attain into wise, counsel, wise counsels. Maturity is learning and open to instruction. Psalm 119, would you turn there with me? Psalm 119. One of my favorite places in the Word of God, and um, encourage you maybe to make it as a prayer, especially before coming into a, a service or be, before coming into uh, a place where you're going to hear the Word of God. Psalm 119, verse 18 says, Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I'm a stranger in the earth, hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. I have a lot to learn. We still have a lot to learn. You know, if we're still on this earth, we have a lot to learn. And the day we quit stepping toward maturity is the day that we step into eternity. That's the way it's meant to be. Maturity comes through instruction, through being teachable, through being coachable. Michael Jordan... I would say probably one of the greatest, if not maybe the greatest, basketball player. And when he was asked what his best skill was, he said this. He, he didn't say it was his ability to dunk from the free throw line, although he could do that. He didn't say it was his scoring ability, although he could do that. He didn't say how well he could just light it up no matter where he was on the court and how he pretty much controlled the tempo and what he did on the court to, to, to get the ball around and to, to make the shots and to get the points. He said his best skill was that he was coachable. He said his best skill that he was coachable. Even he, Michael Jordan didn't think he knew it all. He didn't think it had it all together. He said this, he said, nothing will take you farther in the game of basketball as being coachable will. Can I take it one step further? Nothing will take you and I further in our life, in our spiritual maturity, than when you and I are teachable and coachable. 
See, the most mature person in this room tonight is the one most likely the most teachable. The most teachable. The one most coachable. Who are you learning from? Make sure it's Christ. Because verse 15 of of Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4 verse 15 says this. It says that we can grow up into Him in all things. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. A mature believer keeps stepping toward maturity on this earth, continuing to conform to God's image. In my neighborhood, the ones who are in the best shape are the ones who I see walking every day. And they're taking the steps to be healthy. The word perfect means mature, being developed, fully grown, mental and moral character, the application of God's truth. The word perfect is found over 60 times in just the New Testament alone, twice in verse 12 and verse 13 of Ephesians 4. Colossians 1.28 says, Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. I ask you tonight, who are you learning from? Make sure it's Christ. Make sure who you are learning from, number one, is Christ. Not another man, not another woman. Make sure you're learning from Christ. And by, by that, it's going to take being in God's Word. And secondly, tonight, who are you learning from? Make sure they are godly. Make sure they are godly. I hope you're listening to this, young people. This is so important. I, I, I thank God for the influences that God has put in my life. And many of them are godly influences. There's a difference between good counsel and godly counsel. There's a difference. How are you going to know if someone is godly? How are you going to know that? Verse, verse 6. One God and, one, and Father of all who is above all and through all. What does it say? It says, and in you all. It looks as if God is going to be seen. It's going to be noticed in them. In you all. It's not the, not the one word y'all from the Tennessee southern accent of Y-A-L-L, but it's you all. In you all, not y'all. But verse 11 and 12, it says this. It says that we are learning from godly people, and it's not just limited to these groups, by the way. In verse 12, 11 and 12, it says, And He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. He's given some. He's given you someone. He's given, he's given you and I someone. We, if, if you don't have someone, find someone. Even better yet, be that one. Even better yet, be the godly change that someone needs. And some have compassion making a difference. To grow spiritually, you must place yourself under godly influences. How do I know who's godly? I want to give you five simple things from Scripture. And you'll find these in Scripture under the word godly. Number one, to know someone is godly. If you want to place yourself under someone who's godly, number one, it's definitely Christ. And then then secondly, we're, we're looking at this now, this matter of make sure they're godly. Now we're talking about other people. Make sure it's Christ, number one. And number two, it, it can be other people, but it's because Christ is number one. And number two is people, and they're, they're going to be godly people. So I'm going to notice some things about them. Number one, I'm going to notice is they're willing to stand against anything that is not right. 
2 Timothy 3.12 says, Yea, and all that, will love, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. By the way, this is right by God's standards, not by your standards, my standards, my preferences, your preferences. No, this is the standard of God we're talking about, the final authority, the true manual. It's only God's Word. Prove it from Scripture. You say, oh, this is right. Prove it from Scripture. If you can prove it from Scripture, then, then, then that's, that's where right is, is beginning and where right starts. The quote has been said, be willing to stand for something or you will fall for anything. Titus 2.12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Yes, in 2022, 2022, how much of the world shows in their life in their ways, can you pick up on godliness? Are there things that you know without a doubt are of God in their life? Is the grace of God at work in their life? Now, I'm going to be very, very um, candid with you. This is what needs to take place. We need to get away from talking about standards and preferences and get back to the standard right here. This needs to be our preference. This is, needs to be our final authority. This, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand upon the Word of God. That's the book for me. Rather than change this, change that, the Word of God, let it change us. Let it start with us. This is not the time for our opinions, our preferences, dropped in, dropped out, or dropped off. It's to allow God to work in our own hearts. That's what this time is for. God is doing a work in our midst. By the way, stepping toward maturity is taking steps up. This is not the time to knock someone else down from taking a step. This is not the time for that. Matter of fact, as a Christian, there's never a time for that. Because it's a lot easier to go down than to be pulled up. But man, there's a little more effort than, than to go up then it just be knocked down. And so if somebody's taking a step up and their, their, their standard, their, their idea of, of something that they believe that they've seen in the Word of God and they can prove it from Scripture, and they're taking a step up, why are you pulling them down? Why are we pulling people down? Why are we, why are we tripping, falling when we're trying to go up? Because we're not willing to truly look at the Word of God and understand that the Word of God needs to be the standard. That's it. That's it. When's the last time you heard somebody say, you know, that, that topic and that thing, I'm not all so sure about it either, but let's study the Word of God together on that. Let's come back together, and then, and then we'll be able to open up the Word of God and see what the Word of God has to say. When's the last time that happened? Because in 1 Corinthians 8, would you turn there with me, please? 1 Corinthians 8. As you turn there, 1 Corinthians 8, I want to read you a verse in Colossians. Colossians 2. Colossians 2, verse 6. It says, As ye have therefore received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith. And as you're turning to 1 Corinthians 8, 
I read Colossians 2.8. It says, Beware lest any man spoil you through the philosophy and vain deceit, after tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. 1 Corinthians 8. 1 Corinthians 8 says this. 1 Corinthians 8, verse 5. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by Him. Howbeit, there is not in every man that knowledge. For some with conscience of the idol unto this hour eat, it as a thing offered unto an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Notice verse 8, But meat commendeth us not to God, for neither if we eat are we better, neither if we eat not are we worse. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Can I suggest something? This is something I heard in college. Let's take the high road. Let's choose between good and best. And, and if someone is, is willing to, to say that this is what the Scripture, I believe, says, then let's do our best to not be a stumbling block. Let's not say, well, I eat meat, so I'm better. No, it says, but meat commendeth us not to God, for neither if we eat are we the better. But it then says, neither if we eat not are we the worse. So it, it's important that we know what's right by the Word of God, by the standard of God's Word. What does the Bible say? Secondly, make sure they're godly by who they're living for. Would you write this down? Number two, how long would it take for you to hear about God from them? Do they really love God? Who are they living for? Who are they living for? Someone who's godly, it shows up in their life. It shows up in their actions. That they might walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Are the fruits of the Spirit evident? Galatians 5. Number three, if, to make sure they're godly. Number one, we, we have they're willing to stand against something that is not right based upon the Word of God, not because it's something they like, not because they don't like it, or th this, this color, or this look, or this, this outfit, or, or this, this style, or this. No, 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 no. It's proven from Scripture. Let's look at the Word of God. Let's, let's find it in the Word of God. If it's, if it's not in the Word of God, maybe I shouldn't make a big deal about it. If it is, then, then, then if, if someone else leads a little bit higher than I do, I don't want to become a stumbling block to them. I don't want to cause them weakness. I don't want to cause offense to them. I'm not going to try to pull them down. I'm just trying to take a step up. And if I'm taking a step up because I'm up here, doesn't mean because somebody's down here that, that they're not as, as good as me up here. No, I want to actually help them just take just one more step. Just one more step up and just another step up. And matter of fact, this is not the end. This is not the final. I need to take steps up some more. I need to keep on stepping. Am I stepping toward maturity? What have I changed in my life? What has God done in my life to change me? What is He proving in my life that I need to work on? And so, who are they living for? Number two. Number three, 
Are they leading you closer to God? And how? Or John 1.6, it says, Which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward, forward, not backward on their journey, forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Who are you learning from? When's the last time that someone shared a verse with you, a passage with you, just because they're so excited about it? I can't, I can't wait to show you what God showed me this week. My study, my devotion, I, I, I saw something I've never seen before. Have you seen this? Be that one. You say, man, I don't have anybody that I, who I can learn from to be, and, and, to, and uh, I would say is godly that has done that with me. Well, be that one. Be the change. God help me to be the change. Who's leading you closer to God and how? Who's really praying for you and with you and someone who's willing to fast for you? Not for their own needs only, but, but really, when's the last time you had somebody? I mean, let's, let's be honest. When's the last time somebody said, I'm going to fast for your need? I'm going to fast. I'm, I'm going I'm to sacrifice my, my desires of, of food or, or whatever it might be and, and, my, and the appetites that I have because of your need. Not because of their own need, but because of someone else's need. That's probably someone godly, more than likely. They're willing to sacrifice their flesh and their desires for spiritual or stronger. Psalms 32, 6, for this, every, for this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. I was at a funeral recently and literally, literally the brother of the man that had gone on to be with the Lord, he was, he was literally sharing a eulogy of his own brother. And I will say it was a eulogy unlike I had ever heard as he shared one answer to prayer after another regarding his brother that went on to be with the Lord. And as I stood there and I listened, I thought, this has God written all over it. And his whole eulogy had one answer to prayer after another answer to prayer after another answer to prayer. One after another. And then he read Scripture, and that was it. That was the eulogy. That he mentioned this answer to prayer and this answer to prayer, and this was not our plan, but this is God's plan. And, and, and then another answer, this is another answer to prayer by, by this nurse and this doctor. And, and then he read Scripture, and that was it. That was all the eulogy, and my, it was one of the best eulogies I've ever heard because I was so very touched by the fact that here is this brother that had someone pass away that he loved and cared about, and he could have said anything. He could have said anything. Yet this man brought all attention to God, to prayer, and to His Word. That's a godly testimony from someone being godly. Ephesians 4, verse 12 says this, it says, for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the work of the ministry. Number four, if they're godly, are they helping you to be involved in ministry? Is ministry made easier or harder? Are you in ministry as a result of their prompting? Do they desire fruit that can abound to your account? Is there fruit seen in the ministry? Are they witnessing to others? Are they sharing the gospel? Are they, are they witnessing and showing the gospel to other, 
the whole armor of God being put on is their feet to the gospel, the shed with the gospel of peace and taking the, the gospel to others. Do you know of someone they led to the Lord? Are they making effort to be a soul winner? The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. I ask you, who are you learning from? Make sure they're godly. Number five, they're edifying the body of Christ. Edifying the body of Christ is taking place. It says in verse 12, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Neither give heed to feebles and endless genealogies which minister questions. Rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do, 1 Timothy says. Are you edifying a result? Is there an edifying result of their influence? Do they help you to edify, encourage? Do they talk good or bad about others? Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every man. Are they an encouragement? Edifying. That's what we're to do. Hebrews 10.25, Not forsake this assembly to ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So much the more. Let us follow after things which make for peace, and things wherewith one may edify another. All things indeed are pure, but, is, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. So I ask you tonight, who are you learning from? Make sure it's Christ. Make sure they're godly. And then lastly tonight, who is learning from you? I had to ask myself this question. In verse 16, would you please notice it says, from the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. That's quite the connection. I don't feel connected. Well, make connection. Be a contributor. It might take finding someone. We all need someone. Be the someone stepping toward maturity and godliness. We all have Christ, and the more do we, what more do we need? He's, the, he's to be the head and the center of the wheel, and, and the hub of the spokes come from all that right there. And, and so you have a body. It helps each other. It's all to be connected, just like the human body is what this is referencing. What takes place, it's according to God's will. It's, it's the body working well together. It's all positive elements. It's all exciting things. It's, notice please, in closing tonight, would you notice in verse 16? Whom the whole body fitly joined together. That's addition. And then it goes on to say, and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. That's variety and variation. And then it goes on to say, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. That's contribution. That's working in the measure of every part, being a contributor. Notice, please, then it goes on to say, make it increase of the body. That's expansion taking place. And then it says, of itself in love, edifying of itself in love. That's devotion. My question for you and I tonight, I ask myself this same question. Am I stepping toward maturity? Am I still stepping? Am I taking the steps toward maturity? Who am I learning from? Make sure it's Christ. Secondly, make sure there's someone who's godly. You say, I don't have anybody that's godly. Well, just be that person. That way, you can be that person for someone else. And then who is learning from you? Well, what they're going to learn from us as a body of believers is the exact 
thing we find in verse 17. It says, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. Notice verse 24, it says, Put ye on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Notice verse 32, excuse me, verse 29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Notice it says, verse 30, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Let all bitterness, verse 31, and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away with all malice and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Who are you learning from? God. He's forgiven us. And we're even to even forgive as He forgave us. And so, who am I learning from? It's Christ. I want to be godly. I want to make sure I'm godly. I want, I want to make, make sure I'm, I'm getting godly counsel or, or godly influences in my life. There's some things that, that give me reason to, to believe that, oh, this person is godly. And then what is being learned from them? And I want to take it all in. I want to be teachable. I want to be coachable. And then who's learning from you? Finally, brethren, 2 Corinthians 13, it says, Farewell, be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Be therefore perfect, as your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Let's pray. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.